1: Imagine a year Where the prison system is corrupt Run by power-hungry madmen Only looking for a profit This is a genuine question What year is this, Sancho? Well, it's right now But it was also 1947 It's a hard life in prison. It's Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome to Oldie But A goodie. Uh, You've caught me at quite a down point in the year. Feels like we've kind of reached uh, the sad part in my, in my story arc. I've been thrown in prison. Yes, after I was very rude last week as a businessman, I was caught by the prison men and thrown into this here jail. Oh, it's just me and that random man over there who hasn't spoken a word. I don't even know where the orphan is. Oh, that plate smashing sound effect. That sounds like the orphan is right behind this wall. Hello there, orphan.
2: Hello, governor. Would you like a loaf of bread or an apple?
1: I don't know how you got your hands on bread in this economy, in this prison, but no. I will go hungry. Prisoner. Prisoner uh, Sandro. That's me. Oh, what a life. I'm so sad. I don't give a shit.
2: There's someone to see you.
1: Someone to see me. Who would want to come see a disgraced businessman like me? I- Let me play my harmonica instead.
2: Anyway, they're here to see you. I'll tell you their name, but it's too long. I can't even pronounce it.
1: Okay, well, let them in.
2: Well, hello there, Mr. Sandro.
1: Ah, you seem to know who I am.
2: Well, I'm here to specifically see you, so it would suffice that I would know who you are.
1: Uh, So you, one of the people I ripped off when I was a businessman, take your punching of me, throw tomatoes in my face, sir.
2: If you would uh, stop wallowing in your own pity, you would have already noticed that I am not the common rabble that you have ripped off.
1: Oh, no, that's true. You do look like a... A very mustachioed, a very regal man in German military outfit. <laughs> Bold of you to wear that in 1947. It's naught but two years after the war ended,
2: or one year. I can't remember what, when, when it ended. Luckily, this is a prison, and they do not care for such extravagances
1: uh what did you come with wait wait, no before i even ask why you're here who are you
2: well i'm so glad you asked sanjo for it is i paul ludwig hans aton von beckendorf and von hindenburg
0: Wow.
2: oh my god you heard that too orphan but you're dead the orphan killed you Yes, but I've been, like, dead at least twice already, so a third time, that doesn't even, that's, that's, uh, it's not that complicated to figure out.
1: Oh my god, what are you doing alive and why have you come to see me? Have you come to kill the orphan for killing you? Is this a revenge mission? Is that what's going on?
2: Uh, no, I am actually here to gloat. What? For I now have the box that was confiscated from you by the guards when they arrested you and put you in this prison that we're in oh my god you're right.
1: I was so sad when I was arrested that I didn't even realize that the guards took away my special Ghostbusters box which contains the 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 body of my arch nemesis Harry Grindel Matthews. And now you've got it and you work for him. Oh my god, this is for this is a conspiracy
2: against me. Uh, uh, yes. Wow, that was you're very comprehensive of the situation that's going on, but yes, and I'm here to evil gloat. Before I leave you two to rot, is there any last words either of you two have? I don't know what you're talking about, you blubbing C-section. Oh, I do say don't call me a C-section. May you rot in here for the rest of your miserable lives.
1: Oh, what a sad predicament! And off he goes. Hindenburg's alive, and he's stolen the prison off me. This really is Ooh. the low point in my character arc. Oh, Ooh. the other guy in the jail cell's waking up.
2: Oh, hi. How's it going? What? What did I miss? Oh
1: my god, you're Australian.
2: No, just weirdly accented for this part, so it's more distinct from the German person. I'm Percy Spencer, I just invented this new thing called the microwave. Oh
1: fuck's sake, an inventor. God damn it. Uh, just let that come into your mind.
2: What? What are you doing? Ta- <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure we've already talked to the person who made the microwave as well, actually. Why is he in prison? I don't He probably killed someone with his microwave. Hello. Hey Zach. We're in prison.
2: Yeah, what am I doing here? Why? I mean, Percy Spencer?
1: Yes. Didn't we do him before? Yeah, we've done him before. I don't know when. Where? Are, why are we in a prison? Uh, you remember that businessman character from last week?
2: No. Wait, was that that weird sleazy persona you were having on?
1: Yeah. Oh. That's why we're in prison.
2: <laughs> oh, I see. Turns out there are consequences for my actions. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I hate those. <laughs> I mean you should have you, you should probably keep that in mind seeing as you went back in time because of your actions, That's right?
1: That's true. No, it's because of your actions. I was accidentally sent no, back in time. No, I'm pretty
2: sure it was your fault. No,
1: I think people can go back and have a listen to the first episode of the year and uh, realize that it wasn't my fault.
2: They they don't need to do that. They can take my word for it that it's your fault. Anyway, before you went in prison, did you manage to watch this week's movie?
1: Yeah, I saw Brute Force because I knew that I was being hunted by the police and I thought, well, then I may as well watch a prison break movie to try and figure out how to escape.
2: Yeah, um, did they catch you at the cinema?
1: Yes. It was a regular Pee Wee Herman situation. I was caught at the cinema, but I wasn't caught being a perv. I was caught being a (laughs) businessman.
2: I'm pretty sure in your case, that's the same thing, so...
1: (laughs) This is uh, all a joke for any <laughs> Americans not understanding. Oldie but a
2: goodie would uh, like to uh, just remind <laughs> the viewers that uh, everything said by uh, Sardar Felce uh, during the podcast is a joke. It is and it's not the opinion of oldie but a goodie. Uh, same with Zach, except nothing he says is a joke because nothing he says is funny. All right. So <laughs> oldie but a
1: goodie. I've already said that. We're doing the movie proof Force. It's a prison break movie. We're going to get into some spoiler-free stuff before we jump into spoilers uh Zach, the tagline for this movie is Men hate, women love And I just want to ask you, why do you think that's the tagline For this movie, and then secondly What, what did you think of this movie what? brought forth
2: <laughs> Sorry I'm just, I'm getting whiplash From that tagline <laughs>
1: What? Men hate, women love That's why there's no women characters In the movie
2: <laughs> Oh, that's why this was misogynistic Wait but the tagline's not- I'm so confused. That's such a curveball. It is. No, but what if the female characters is actively evil in the movie, though? Is she? Yeah, she robs a dude, remember? Oh, yeah,
1: There's yeah, yeah. There's that fancy
2: lady at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that tagline is just wrong on every single level possible. It also doesn't involve the movie at all.
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. I'm so confused. It's just bad. That's why we're not doing taglines this year, because they're all just really bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Wow. Anyway, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, back to the movie, avoiding that tagline. Um, Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's the spoiler-free section. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the-, the plot wasn't too big for this movie. There isn't a main plot till the last, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Where it all comes to a head. Otherwise, it's like... A lot of slice of life. Yeah. For a uh, prison. Yeah, it's a, a bunch
1: of men are in a prison and they're like, we got to escape. And then there's the guy who's mean and he's kind of running the prison and everyone's like, we hate him. Um, and yeah, the whole movie is just basically- whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Are you sure you're not talking about every other- prison movie ever
1: and they've got a poster on their wall of a of a, of a woman it's no, a no, pinup no, you're, poster you've and mixed they're the building a up. hole behind it yeah you're 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 talking about oh shit i'm talking about shawshank yeah you're talking about shawshank redemption that that's a good episode we did on shawshank redemption back in 2019 check that episode out. absolutely that
2: was a fun episode
1: that was a good movie it was a good one okay yeah no 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 the plot of uh brute force is a bunch of men are in a prison and they're trying to escape and there's a bad guy running the prison
2: Yeah, for the most part, we get to learn all of the prisoners' backstories, and that's kind of fun. And
1: there's, like, some internal prison politics that we get involved in, like, oh, this guy knows that guy, and that guy did this thing, which means this thing, and that thing, and that thing, and this thing, and they all look like uh, dirty men. (laughs) (laughs) They all look like dirty men. That's true. They've all got dirt not on their face, and they're all men, and they all have men looks, and they're all like, "Girl, I'm a man."
2: Get a bath in your prison. What? What the heck? Pr- isn't is prison showers like that's that's like a thing. That's a big thing. It is a thing. That's the the butt of the jokes mm. sometimes, literally. Um, but in this movie, we get some backstories, and then we get the ending, and then that's kind. It's kind of it. Yeah, we see them.
1: Like planning how to escape, but not really planning how to escape in like a Shawshank sort of way. It's more just like yeah, they talk about their plans and then they just do it. It's not a long lead up to an escape. It's just like, eh, hey, it's time to go. Let's go. Let's just fucking leave. Mm. It's more about yeah, the rising kind of tension in the prison because you you got this bad guy, Captain Muncy, uh, you know, who's power hungry. He wants to he wants to he wants to hurt everyone. He loves torturing men, and we'll get into more of that in spoilers. But. uh, yeah, it's more about the rising prison politics, but the ending of this movie is fucking great and I think worth the lead up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was interesting as well the villain of this movie. Yeah. Doesn't portray themselves- They they don't reveal themselves as the real villain till a bit way through the movie.
1: Really? I thought that he was the bad guy from as soon as he was introduced. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, obviously. No, no, no. But I mean, like, at the very start of the movie, one guard hits, like, starts hitting a prisoner and he breaks them up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you go, oh, okay, this guy isn't too bad. And then it's slowly revealed, no, he is that bad. He is really bad. He's just- He's just trying to manipulate everyone.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I liked him. So that's Captain Muncy. He's great. Played by Hume Crone. I don't think we've done anything else that he's been in this year. He, he didn't really start acting until the 40s. I think it was a- Yep. He, yeah, he didn't really start acting until he did, like, a a Hitchcock thing. Um, I think he's a really good villain. You got Burt Lancaster as Joe Collins, who was kind of the leader of the men trying to escape. He's, you know, he's popular. He's a popular actor. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He was all right.
1: He's good. He um, He plays the lead in another movie called The Birdman of Alcatraz, which is about a guy in Alcatraz. So it's kind of funny that... Like one of his first big roles was this film where he prison escape and then he's also in another movie which is set in the most popular prison. So that's kind of funny.
2: Hey, look, it probably looked good on the resume. He like signed up, Hey, I want to do this prison movie. And it's like, Oh yeah, what experience do you have? It's like, Hey, have you seen this prison movie? And it's like, Oh, oh, you've done this before. Yeah, get (laughs) oh
1: There we go. Hop on in And there's some other people in the film as well. Um The characters, aside from Joe, uh, like, I liked, there's an old guy called Gallagher, he's fun, Mm. but everyone else, I'm like, I don't really care, which is why when we get backstories to them, I'm like, okay.
2: Well, that's what the backstories are for, right? So that you care about these characters.
1: Yeah, and there's only one who I really, like, one of the flashbacks I was like, that's nice, that's a nice backstory, but then you, um... Then that character is not really that present for the rest of the movie, and we'll get to why
2: later. But yeah, I like uh, I like the singing guy as well,
1: Calypso. He was the um he was the housekeeper in Curse of the Cappy.
2: What? No
1: way. It's the same
2: guy. The token black. I mean the the actor. Uh uh. Yeah. Yep. The one black actor in the film, unfortunately. I
1: mean, as soon as it started, I was like, of course he's fucking singing as well it's like yeah yeah
2: but i mean he's got a great voice so <laughs> yeah they're gonna use it uh
1: I- i'm just trying to think like what else we can even say in non-spoilers like this is such a hard film to just just get into um
2: yeah look uh this is a fun movie uh go see shawshank uh <laughs> yeah out of all the prison
1: movies like Aside from the ending, would you recommend this to people who like prison
2: movies? Oh, actually, yeah, the ending's a bit different. I don't know. This this movie's good, but, like, if I was going to pick one jailbreak movie to show people, I'd show Shawshank, obviously, because that's the big one. If they'd seen Shawshank, I'd, I'd show them this movie. This movie's actually pretty interesting. And, of course, the ending is definitely the best part of this movie. Very cool. Very nice. But, like... The rest of the movie was a bit uh
1: yeah like it's no Shawshank it's no The Great Escape which is also really good
2: or it's no uh The Rock Oh fuck yeah I love The Rock shout out to uh the Cagerama
1: the one good Michael Bay movie his only good one <laughs> his only good one is the one <laughs> and that's purely because it's uh it's no chicken run, I'll say that much. It's no <laughs> Toy Story 3, which is apparently a prison <laughs> break movie according to Collider.com.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a prison break movie, absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's it's a bit of fun. It is a bit of fun. I don't know. Did you find it boring? I wasn't bored, I was just like, oh, this is all the movie is. I think I just expected it to be, be more.
2: I wouldn't say I was bored. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I liked the stories, but there was bits in between, and I was just like, ah, come on, hurry up a bit. All right, let's get to the escape bit. That's why we're all here. We know what's happening in this movie. And once we actually got to the escape planning bit, I was like, ah, cool, here we go. Shit's going down. And then shit started going down, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit.
1: But, like, the prison planning stuff isn't even... It's not even like planning a prison break. It's more just convincing some guy who already has a plan that they should do a prison break. Yeah. So we don't even see them come up with the plan, really, which was kind of disappointing. But I guess... I don't know. I guess this movie was more made to show how bad prisons are, which we all know now. But maybe in the 40s, people didn't know that prisons are kind of inhumane and shitty, actually.
2: I think that's... That's the sort of shortcomings of this movie, is that its message isn't as necessary nowadays as it would be back then. To be like, hey, America, your prison system is corrupt because they're for-profit prison centres.
1: Yeah. It's something that I think everyone kind of knows now, whereas in the 40s, maybe, I don't know, maybe,
2: well, well, I guess everyone
1: was too focused on World War Two to be, like, to care about w- what was happening in the prisons, so...
2: I think, yeah, yeah, I think there were slightly bigger problems at the time, but, like, things were starting to uh, get back at them. so, yeah.
1: So, yeah, like, we've got a movie... Instead, about how a prison goes from bad to worse purely because of the people running it, like that's because mm, that's... of corruption. Yeah.
2: Luckily nowadays there's no more corruption in prison systems anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. No, prisons are fine now. They're lovely. In fact, people like going to prisons. They're like, oh, thank God, I'm going to an American prison.
1: That's right. They like they rehabilitate the absolute shit out of you now. It's <laughs> so great. They actually help you now. It's amazing. I I love I love I love it. I think that's everything we can say in non-spoilers. I mean, yeah, like, the acting is good. Oh, oh, the crowd shots are great. There's so many massive crowd shots in this movie.
2: It, it is. Uh, the sets, actually, yeah. The set design, It you feel like you're in a prison. This is pretty good. pretty good set design.
1: It's pretty good. And um, we mentioned the flashback thing. It's kind of funny how... Whenever the, the, they want to go to a flashback, the character has a look at the poster. It's like a pin-up
0: mm, poster
1: yeah. of, of a dame on the wall, and, and then they flashback. Then they flashback to the past, which is kind of funny, because obviously in Shawshank, they're hiding the hole behind the- but behind the painting, mm. so I'm like, "Oh, did Stephen King see this movie and go, 'I'm gonna pay on oh Michael's a poster?' Mm. Maybe, probably yeah. not. I think everyone in prison
2: just has pinup posters. That's probably what. Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, it, it was good. I like the special effects in this movie as well. There's, n- there's most of them are at the very end. The ending is obviously the best bit of this movie and why you'd go and see this movie. Yeah. Because that's when the prison break sort of happens. Yes. And we get to see that go down and that's pretty good. So if if you like prison escape movies, you'll probably like this film. Yeah. And I'd recommend going to see it uh, before we spoil it. But uh, otherwise, you could, you could listen in. We could spoil it for you. And even yeah. then, you might want to see it.
1: You might want to see it. Because it has a nice twist on the prison escape that we'll get to in a second. but I uh, rate it is it oldie or is it a goodie
2: Zach. this is a mid film. <laughs> um, and with our binary uh, rating system, uh, mid films are hard to rate. Um, but I'd give I'd give this a goodie just again just because of the ending because like the rest of the film's kind of like passable, not as good. As Shawshank Redemption, as we've said, and other maybe Prison Break films, it doesn't really add to it. Though, to be fair, it was made in 1947, and it's still a good film, yeah. even for 1947. I think it holds up really well. Mm. I, I'll give it a goodie. Yeah. Good on them.
1: It's a good film. You're going to give it a goodie? I I agree. I think this has aged pretty well, uh, you know, th- unlike last week, we've got a movie that isn't uh that sexist and that's purely because there are no female characters in the movie Um yeah
2: i guess that's a criticism is like hey have more female characters although it's hard to do that when it's a prison
1: yeah it's hard to do that when it's set in a male prison
2: yeah because i mean even even regular prisons nowadays it's you obviously have gendered prisons and then guards they're mostly male you could have had a female guard or something i mean
1: what i would do is i'd probably put uh at least one non-male character in the administration that's all i'd do i think that would yeah, be good yeah
2: well that's it yeah i'll put him in the secretary role or you would sandra you no, sexist the, the
1: warden we'd have a warden women can be wardens they've got the. it's got the same first letter of the words <laughs> all right Ah, uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, it's not as good as I thought it would be, but it's still pretty solid. I'm giving it a goodie as well, but I am a little bit disappointed. I think it's just because it's a prison break movie I wanted more, because I love me a prison break. Speaking of prison breaks, though, often any plans on how to get out of here?
2: It's a mystery. It's a mystery. What? <laughs> that doesn't help. You need to tell us something. You can't- Although he does look like he has something. He's alluding to something. Maybe he'll tell us later. Why Why is there so much bread in here, by the way?
1: I don't know. The orphan was throwing around loaves of bread and apples earlier. It was crazy.
2: I don't know if prisons usually hold this much, like, bread.
1: Oh, well, there is a kind of a vent up there that maybe the orphan could try and get out of on his side of the vent and then come down in hours and then we can try and- I guess it's kind of anticlimactic if the orphan breaks into our cell and then we teleport away. I think we do have to break out of this prison. Yeah, we have
2: to do a we have to do a prison break here. I mean, I could just leave. You can just You leave. know I could just leave. <laughs> but like I'll, I'll help you out. I the problem is I need you as the co-host, right? That's so true. I need you to go watch the next movie and you can't do that while you're in prison.
1: Can't do that while I'm in prison and they confiscated my portal gun, so I'm not able to What? Yeah. Oh, also um Hindenburg he's started- Harry Grindle Matthews prison so we're gonna have to deal with him again later what? anyway why no Veronica I don't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich hi my name's Sally McSeller and this is an ad why, if you love the podcast you're listening to right now but wish there was more and with extra Nicolas Cage, then go to patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy pod for a new episode on the Nick Cage movie, Drive Angry. He's got a gun that kills gods and,
2: and, and he's driving. He's driving around town. Oh, my God. Here's a clip. The God Killer gun, it's very inconsistent the amount of effects that go onto it. Yeah. But whenever it was shot, it was cool. The first time it's shot, it's just like this cool bullet with a bit of magical effects. It goes slow mo, you see the carvings on it. Yeah. The second time it gets shot, it literally launches and sends this guy backwards like he's like being shot by a firework and then explodes at a firework thing. The third time it's shot, it sends the bad guy into a fucking world wormhole dimension where he gets indiana jones melted to the fucking skeleton he gets indiana jones but like in the sky yeah (laughs) he gets fucking raptured it doesn't make it's so inconsistent
1: but it just makes it so much funnier it's just it's so why that sounds absolutely hilarious i've gotta check that episode out right now on patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod you could also get ad free episodes and sometimes they're early as well that's 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 such a good deal oh my goodness now i was lying to veronica i do have a peanut and butter jelly sandwich i'm gonna go get that right now
2: let's do some uh some spoilers i i guess <laughs> I feel like there's more important things now, but sure, let's do some spoilers. So we just go over uh, each of the characters that we get some backstories over and then uh, do the ending? I guess that's
1: a good idea. I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, first of all, this movie is set in Westgate Penitentiary and they've got a bridge. Of bridge is very important for the escape. And Zach, in bloody Melbourne, we've got a bloody West Cape Bridge. I'll tell you that much. Oh,
2: and hey. it's a bloody prison. Sometimes I can tell oh. you. Oh, oh I mean, I'm
1: stuck <laughs> trying to get out of the city on a five p.m. weekday. Oh my
2: god, that's a bloody
1: prison. I I feel like a
2: prisoner up there. Oh blimey! Yeah, faster fucking walking, mate. Oh jeez. That's just all I wanted
1: to bring up. Was a note I wrote down. <laughs> So, in terms of characters, we got the leader. His name is Joe Collins. He was framed and put into solitary confinement by Captain Muncie, who is the bad guy. He wants to control the prison, basically. Uh, he's a bad guy.
2: We're, we're, we're slowly revealed, as this character is like, it, it's revealed that he is worse and worse throughout the movie, but it starts off soft. He, like, stops a guard from hitting another guy, but that as it turns out is all just more manipulation because he's just psychologically manipulating everyone again like he puts that guy in solitary confinement to try and break him because he's just he's just manipulating everyone. He's a he's a bad guy, and he hates Joe. I don't we don't really know why he
1: hates Joe. I think it's maybe because Joe's tried to escape before, or at least tried to plan an escape and like organize the prisoners to do something. That might be why. But he but he hates Joe. He'll stop at nothing to get that guy.
2: Absolutely, I think it's just a general like he he's a guy that can't be broken, and I'm a guy who likes to break people. Sort of situation. So he's mad. He doesn't like this guy. He's like, "Fuck this guy."
1: And I guess like we'll talk about the rest of like what Muncie does as well. He is um really strict. He likes pain. He likes to break the prisoners by torturing them by strapping them to a chair and beating the shit out of them, which we see in the movie as well, which was
2: fucking yeah, brutal. yeah. Near the near the end, he has like a pipe, and he literally beats a guy with a pipe, and it's like, holy shit, it's good. Oh, and I, I liked as
1: well though how the actor was the shortest guy on set as well that that Mm. made it a really interesting actor because like usually when you've got someone like that they're like oh the the big strong man in like modern movies it's like oh my god it's dave babista he's got a big Mm. he's got a big gun he's gonna hit you with the gun whereas like in this movie he looked like fucking rick moranis from like yeah (laughs) yeah It was great. I loved it. And he's this bad guy. Like, he's the bad guy of the movie.
2: Oh, it's a classic Napoleon concept. That's why he actually hated the other guy, because he was a couple of inches taller, you know? You know what? You're probably right.
1: But yeah, like, he is planning with a... It's like the company that runs the prison. They want to get rid of the warden, because everything is going to shit. And instead of trying to... I guess crack down on the prisoners. The warden and the doctor are trying to help them. My and God, get stuff done that way. Like maybe if we help the prisoners, they'll stop attacking us.
2: Uh, sorry, that sounds an awful like prisoner reform. <laughs> you fascist! Get the fuck out of here. We gotta, we gotta get rid of this fucking warden. He's a piece of shit being nice to the prisoners, trying to make a better society for everyone. What a fucking... What, oh. what
1: a loser. Oh. What an absolute nerd.
2: Yeah, what, what a nerd. What, what a fucking nerd. nerd.
1: <laughs> we're the jocks. We're gonna take over the prison and they fire him and they're like, we're the jocks. We're putting the bad guy's warden and shit's gonna... He's just gonna get on a machine gun and shoot everyone. That's what he's gonna do. <laughs>
2: Oh Yeah. (laughs) But we'll we'll get to that later. Jesus Christ. What a a film.
1: But yeah, I loved how, like, the prisoners are getting more and more just... Like, they're just doing bad stuff. They're fucking... They're (laughs) fucking... (laughs) They're fucking... These prisoners are fucking... No, like, the tension in the prison just, like, rises throughout the movie. Yeah. And the political stuff I thought was really interesting. The character relationships, like, who the characters were, I didn't really care about, but the rising tension was great. I thought that was really yeah, good. Yeah, I
2: think this uh, this movie does a good show of, like, uh, uh, bringing it to boil. Mm. It starts off really calm, and then, like, Things start to escalate, and then escalate, and escalate, and then suddenly it's it's boiling. It's like you got this calm pot of water. There's a few bubbles in it. It's 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 been simmering for a while, and then suddenly, boom! Everything's boiling. And it's going crazy. And it's spilling everywhere. It's it's crazy.
1: And I think the first thing that gets it to boil is when there's the guy who snitched on Joe Ooh, to Captain yes. Muncie that got Joe thrown in a solitary confinement, and the snitch. Because Joe comes out and he's like, it was that guy who snitched on me. Everyone in the prison basically teams up to kill that snitch, which was a great scene.
2: Oh, it was great. This whole, like, bit, you see the snitch going around like, hey, man, you gotta help me. It wasn't my fault. This guy manipulated me. Hey, man. Yeah. And he's going around to everyone and no one, no one gives a shit about this guy. They're like, "Not." fuck off. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, they all conspire against him and it's like, damn, snitches get stitches. Ah, he
1: doesn't just get stitches, he gets bloody squashed, I tell you that
2: much. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't doesn't get just squashed, he gets scorched.
1: Yeah. He gets scorched and squashed. Snitches
2: get minced. That's
1: what I like to say.
2: Snitches get served as the mystery meat next week. He gets, like,
1: he falls into something in the workshop. I don't know what the machine is.
2: I think it, uh, my guess would be that it's part of the machinery that makes car number plates. Oh, right. Because that's very, you know, that's the very famous typical thing that prisons do is create uh, car number plates. So it's yep. one of the big machinery arms that are like squishing number plates. Yep. And um, a couple of prisoners corner him. What happens is it's all timed. Everybody's whispers this time around and then at that exact time there's a like a fight breaks out distracts the guards a couple of other prisoners who are doing work start banging away so there's a lot of noise and then a couple of other prisoners corner the snitch with like torches that they're all holding out with fl- active flames so the snitch can't get away and so the snitch just like backs up he's like come on guys come on guys and then he falls backwards and Bam! Yeah. He gets squished
1: like salami. Gets absolutely squished. It's a th- that is a great scene. That was like Yep. That was the scene where you're like, okay, this is kind of like a slice of life a uh, prison. Everyone's like, you know, like hanging out in a prison and they're trying to escape. And then that scene's on and you're like, oh wait, hang on a second.
2: Oh Did that guy just get pancaked? Yep. Did that guy just get a pancake my lord would you say this is the most violent movie we've done this year yeah it's it's definitely up there what was this rated do you have that up
1: i mean the current australian r- release for this is pg
2: wow well yeah i mean that 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 uh that checks out like old films get a pass nowadays but yeah. like if, if, if this had come out today, this would be rated, like, M.A., you know?
1: Yeah, at the time, this was considered to be incredibly violent.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it is. It is very violent throughout yeah. this film. I'd say this is probably the most violent film we've watched.
1: i say so, too.
2: Even though the violence is contained to specific scenes, like, a lot of the time there isn't that much violence, the scenes with violence, very violent.
1: Uh, what else do we have to what else what else? Oh, yeah, and Joe, he wants to escape the prison because his wife's got cancer or something, so that's why he's trying to get out. that's that's his yeah, yeah, that's his backstory.
2: Oh very specifically, Joe's with the warden when this squish happens, so he can't be blamed. Oh, no, or or with the doctor or something um and he even asks the doctor what the time is mm-hmm. so very specifically the doctor knows what time it is and the doc, the doctor knows what's going on the doctor uh one of the the better characters in the film he's like ma very, uh, interesting. Very lucky for you that you asked specifically what time it was when this accident happened, eh?
1: <laughs> he's great. I love the Doctor. He was, he was, yeah, definitely one of the, the better characters in the movie. I, re- I really enjoyed him. Because, like, that part, I think it's right at the, the start, that part where he's like, this prison is, is a bomb. Uh, it's going to blow up and you're all going to fucking die. You're all going to get hurt if you don't do something right now. <laughs> something, something, uh, <laughs> prophetic. Perhaps.
2: Mm.
1: Um, we've also got Gallagher, who's the older man. He's a bit of an older prisoner. Uh, he, <laughs> I guess he, like, he's got the connections that
2: they need to escape. So they're trying to convince him to join the team. Sorry, I love, I love the name Gallagher. That's a great name. That's that's what I name my like space fighter barbarian <laughs> hero in my fantasy novel. You know? <laughs> right. Yep. That's a that's a great name.
1: It is a good name. So he's got a parole hearing coming up. And so he's like, no, I'm not going to fuck over my parole hearing by, like, helping you escape. Except yeah. when Captain Muncie takes over the prison, they cancel all
2: parole hearings. Yeah, So yeah. he's like,
1: well, I've got to escape now, then.
2: That's my only option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, getting out, that's it. Yeah. So that's, that's the tipping point for the movie. That's when stuff goes... When uh shit starts sprinkling onto the fan as it were. Yeah. Before the uh before the wheelbarrow hits, you know? It's the calm before the storm. It's the it's a smelly waft that's coming through and you're like, hmm, what's that smell of? then bam, cow pat. Yeah. Um but yeah, this he's like this old dude who's been in the prison system before uh much like deep voice guy from shawshank oh um, uh, yeah morgan freeman yeah yeah much like yeah yeah morgan freeman uh he's like in the system he knows everyone he's got connections he's doing deals he he deals with both sides but he he doesn't betray either like he he is the guy you talk to you know uh now of course now that he can't get parole and get out he needs out yeah. you know so he's in yeah
1: and that was a great like i like that as well because i like prison movies where it's like everyone else like they make a point and it could kind of annoyed me that everyone in the prison is in the prison because they they sacrificed something for love Yeah, (laughs) Uh, so it's like they're all like quote unquote okay guys Uh, but I like that we never know what Gallagher's backstory is and he's trying to get out of the prison by following what you do, you stay there. You do parole. You know, you you have the hearing. You you know, you show that you are like rehabilitated. But then, when that option is taken away, he's like, ah, right, fuck it, we we out of here. Yeah, and that yeah. is great. I think that's a really good way to do a to do a prison break movie.
2: All all the characters that we learn the backstories of all have like tragic backstories to make them like good people, even though they went to prison, which is very funny. Yeah, you know. Like, obviously some people would have these tragic backstories, going to prison and be good people. But it's funny that the only characters we ever learn the backstory of are these... I wish they would have thrown one in as like, no, this guy is actually bad and should be in prison. You know what I mean? Well, the first backstory we get
1: is a gambler who... He's at a gambling table, an illegal gambling table. Yeah. Yeah. A woman helps him escape the police, but then she turns out to rob him and then he's sent to prison. So I guess maybe he is just, but he's he's not a bad guy because he's just a gambler. He's just going to illegal gambling dens. That's not necessarily like he like murdered his wife or some shit.
2: If that's your worst character, Sandro, I'ma have to say you're gonna need to bring some worse backstories. Where's you your are. where's your crooks? Where's your murderers? Where's your uh uh your your drug dealers? <laughs> those people dealing weed on the streets. Oh my
1: god, those bloody weed dip, they're the worst. We gotta lock everyone who
2: does weed up in now in our prison. Those people I'm I'm afraid to even say it, selling booze. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Won't someone think of the children? (laughs) Lock them up. (laughs) Those gambling, smoking, drink-drinking kids.
1: But then we get a flashback to a guy called Tom. Mm. Now, Tom, he is just a guy who's sick and tired of working for his boss and not getting any money back. So he cooks the books, he gets himself some extra cash, and he buys his wife a coat. And uh, she's like, this is an illegal coat.
2: Uh, definitely the most unrealistic part of this film is a white collar worker getting uh, caught for uh, white collar <laughs> <laughs> crimes. It's true. It's true. Uh, it's uh, very unrealistic, but um, definitely something that happens. And it does come to a head later on when um, Evil McEvilson is like, hey- I never send your letters to your wife, but also she sent one back and you're getting divorced. Fuck you. Yep. And he's like, ah, well, I'm gonna kill myself. Yep. So he just,
1: uh, he just offs himself. And, uh, I mean, that, that is brutal. This movie has brutal moment after brutal moment. And that is a very, very brutal moment.
2: I don't think it's ever discovered if he was truthful about that. Whether she actually divorced him or he just told him that, but yeah. I'm
1: I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, because the doctor then confronts Muncie, Mr. Mister Evil, about it. And he's like, I mean, the only thing that would get him to be sad is if he heard this thing about this thing. And you're the one who controls who gets the letters and shit. So I I suspect that you did this. And it was a bit silly how the doctor is so turned on that he figures out exactly what happened. Yeah. But, um... It seems like the Doctor is onto him, which, yeah, is, you know, why he's one of the better characters. They realize one of the guys he fought uh, for the US Army in World War II, and he's got a story about how they captured a particular point Ooh. from the Germans, and it's like, you you attack them on both sides or something, like, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
2: It's an, uh, it's an old, uh, like, uh, hammer and tongs maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hit him. Hit them at both sides at once. You you, you, you got your hammer and anvil, you bang.
1: Yeah, and so they decide to do that. They're going to have uh, some people attack the guard tower, which opens the gate, um, attack them from the court with molotovs, and then a bunch of the guys working in the drain pipes are going to sneak around the back and climb up and, and attack that way. So that is the plan.
2: Oh, yeah, I think that the The soldier has like a weird backstory where he he's in Italy, I think it is, oh, yeah. and he has to um he's like delivering food secretly to the enemy, I think, or something like that because he's he's in love with this girl, yeah, he's in love with an Italian woman. This one guy hates him, and then the soldiers come over to check on him, and like the one guy that hates him tries to blab on him, so his girlfriend shoots him.
1: I thought that that was meant to be her dad, so when she just shoots him, I was like, she just killed her dad.
2: Yeah, hey, uh, every good story has to have a dead dad. Oh, we know this, you're right. We know as a fact.
1: You're right. As a
2: fact, going back to the old episodes, the dead dad award, this would definitely have a dead dad in it, at least.
1: Um, we get a scene as well where, I don't know who it is, but they're talking about the drawbridge and how they have to like get across it. And, so, and one of the characters says, well, I was married to a dame like that bridge. Wonderful structure, but was up in the air most of the time.
2: <laughs> Just an <laughs> amazing line. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I was like, "Wow!"
1: But we do get some pretty good lines. We get, you, sir, Mr. Bad Guy, you're dealing with some brute force. And force makes great
2: leaders, but it also destroys them. I was like, fuck yeah. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The guy's going to get his comeuppance, because they... um. I think they, they force the warden to resign. Yeah, they buy out the prison or something and they force the warden to resign. Um, And then they put the bad guy in charge. And that's on the day where everything hits the fan. The, the new warden knows that it's going to hit the fan because we see... Uh, there's this whole thing where we see one of the prisoners go to the mechanics area where they're fixing up the cars. See, this was a great scene because it was like a prison break movie, and I was like, "It's finally turning into a proper prison break, yeah, yeah, like, yeah." Heist
1: thing, I love that, yeah.
2: Because they they turn around this car, and in one of its uh, like side compartments, it's just full of uh, Molotov cocktails. <laughs> yep. Um, and, it, and a gun, which the guy takes, but uh, they didn't get any dynamite. Mm. So one of, one of the guys, I think the one of the prisoners who specifically wants to be a reporter or is reporting on it for some reason, yes, uh, he gets sent down to the lower mines to tell them, oh, we didn't get the dynamite, so we're going to have to change the plan slightly. But then the warden, the new warden, the evil bad guy, mm-hmm. he captures him. And it's like, hey, why were you going down into the pipes? And the guy's like, oh, no reason. I was just going down there to report. What are you talking about? And then the bad guy's like, yeah, wouldn't happen to do anything with the uh, prison break that I know for a fact is going to happen tonight. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. There's an informer. In the mines with them, in the pipe with them, snitching on what their plan is. Oh my god, we'll get to him
2: later. Then we see uh, the the reporter prisoner guy get beaten the shit out of him, you know? Yep. The warden just goes to town with a pipe, and it's like, oh shit. That was brutal. That's fucked up. We even have, like, the outside shot while it's happening, where you see the, like, secretary or whatever doing some paper, and then there's, like, a bang! Ah! Like in the background, and like the the secretary like flinches every time the guy gets hit. Like the secretary knows what's happening in that room.
1: Yeah, and one guy he even like is like, "God damn it!" He's like, "Damn it!" He's taking control. He's beating the prisoners. Like one of the guys on like the administration team is just just so annoyed at like this change in leadership. That was really cool as well. I lied to that. But, um, it's time to go ahead with the plan. It's time to do it. They got no more time to waste. The new warden heads up to the guard tower himself to give a speech, but all the prisoners are like, boo! Yeah, they're like,
0: yeah!
2: We we don't like you, actually. We don't like you. But the bad guys also set up, like, machine gun turrets in specific spots Yeah, for the prisoners when they try and break out, like, because he knows their plan.
1: Yeah, and so they start. It's Gallagher and his men. They have the car. That they drive. They get their Molotov cocktails. They start throwing them.
2: And good effect with the fire.
1: Really, really good effect, yeah. Uh, Captain Muncie, he just... He gets on the gun and just, uh, just shoots everyone.
2: Just starts wailing into the crowd. And I was like, wow. And then so
1: like Gallagher's like, well, the plan's fucked. I'm going to try and get out of that gate by driving the car into it. And so he gets in his car. He drives into the car and the car crashes and he he dies. He's dead. Yep. So his whole team is dead now and and it didn't didn't do much to the gate i mean he actively stopped the rest of the prisoners from escaping cuz then we had That's true. Joe now Joe discovers that there is a snitch among him so he he puts the snitch on the, the front of this minecart so that all the guards who see the minecart coming towards them as cover so that they can get to the guard tower, they just shoot the snitch dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're like shooting at the cart and of course the snitch is at the front so he just gets lit up. Which is fucking brutal. Brutal, but, uh, that's, that's what happens. Uh, I think the lesson from this movie is snitches get snitches. That's true. Snitches never prosper. But then all of the other men who are helping Joe in this
1: part of the movie, they all get shot by the guards, aside from Joe.
2: Yeah, you see you see what uh like a few of them. Even like the super naive guy, he gets shot and is dead, and it's like, oof. You see all these dead people around him. He's like he's still trying to get to the guard tower though, so people can escape. Um, but he gets shot. Yep. But he still keeps going, and he gets up next to the warden. He tries to re- release the doors, but of course the car's now in the way. The car's in the way. <laughs> so the doors can't even open anymore. And it's, it's, it's very tragic. It's like, oh, man. The whole movie has
1: been setting up a wide cast of characters, not just Joe. Setting up heaps of characters and also setting up the corruption. The corruption has reached the boiling point. Every single cast member that you have come to like has been killed. Yeah. They're all dead. Aside from Joe, who picks up Captain Muncie and just throws him off the guard tower,
2: <laughs> he does a he does a Darth Vader <laughs> yeah. with Palpatine. Yeah. He does a Darth Vader like they they have a battle, and then he punches the evil guy in the stomach or something. He does something and it like puts him down for the count. I can only presume from my knowledge of fighting, that it was a liver shot, Mm. which would put you down for the count. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my only explanation. Because, yeah, they're just in the middle of fighting, and then suddenly the bad guy's just like... I'm limp now, I guess.
1: I'm going to lie down for a bit, actually.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. And yeah, he puts him up in the air and does like a Darth Vader toss off the building yep. into the courtyard. And then, of course, all the other prisoners swarm the evil warden and start beating the crap out of him. And then the guards come in. They've got tear gas. They
1: shoot Joe. He's dead now. Yeah. Every, every character that you've come to like, aside from the doctor... And the guy, uh, Calypso, like, who sings, they're all dead. And that's the end of the movie. We get a finale with uh, the doctor and Calypso are like, fuck, prison's kind of fucked, actually. And then the doctor, he looks right at the camera and he's like, nobody ever escapes. Nobody ever really escapes. Then the movie ends. But fucking hell,
2: what a brutal ending
1: yeah, to just yeah. have the lead up to a prison escape and then everyone dies.
2: Yeah, yeah, it all goes wrong and it's a it's great. It was it was unexpected. I was not expecting it to go so wrong, so rapidly and like every character to just be dead. It is a Shakespearean tragedy.
1: It is. And I think that's why this movie, while the lead-up might not be that interesting for some, it's still a damn good Prison Escape movie, because it's, um... Because, like, you know, with, like, Shawshank, they get out.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, like... It's not as good as Shawshank as a movie, but it's definitely interesting and a good movie, because Shawshank is the people get out, and, you know, it's a success... Whereas this one is the, what happens when it goes wrong? Yep. You know, sort of thing. Yep. And it goes wrong. It
1: goes so wrong. And, uh, ooh, I loved that ending. I loved it. I loved it. I almost would have preferred, and we'll get to this with the remake, but I almost would have liked more of the stuff of them going through the motions to set everything up for the escape. And then having it go wrong might have hit just a little bit heavier.
2: That That's the thing that I think Shawshank uh, is better at. It has the setup. It does the whole, like, shotgun on the mantelpiece, and it shows you each thing that sort of sets it up. Because like, I think you could do this like the Shawshank. You could have had, like, at the start, uh, one of the guys, because you know how they time everything, right? They tell yeah. you the time and the timing. of. So one of the prisoners, like, at 8.47, the truck arrives delivering food and supplies for the prisoners. Yes. It goes it goes to the mechanics area for a tune up and a new set of tires. Yeah, exactly. And then that that sets up the car, right, for the 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 getaway vehicle. And then uh, the shift ends at the mine. And this is when all the prisoners need to leave for the mine in these mine carts over here. And it's like that that's where you put it in, you put those things and then boom. You got yeah 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 great. Prison Break film.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's what my remake is. Is you go through the procedural. It's almost like a heist movie. Yeah, the kind yeah. of heist movie slash prison break setup. It's a, it's
2: a it's a reverse heist. Yeah, instead of trying to get in to get something, you're trying to get out to get yourself. You know. So like having
1: that as the format but then the ending is the same as this everyone gets killed i think would be a great prison break sort of thing
2: well what is that it's it's almost like the wolf of wall street where it just all comes collapsing down you know this carefully planned thing and you could have like each section it's like oh it starts with there being no tnt for the escape and then like things just start cascading out of control and then everyone dies yeah
1: we could even have, when they're planning the escape, you see how the escape should go as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, like some
1: elements, you see that as well. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to think. There's a movie where... We we reviewed it. Where... Oh! Oh! You know what it was? Mm. It was it was O. Oh, the fucking Othello
1: movie from last year. Yeah,
2: the terrible fucking Othello movie that's based in modern times so called O, <laughs> so which bad. was a terrible movie. But it had a great thing where it had the main character describe the plan. Oh, and then we see the plan. As he described it, it showed the plan of how it was meant to go. Yeah, yeah. And it was ach- that was actually pretty good because then we see the plan go into action. And all the beats that he hit all go wrong. So yeah, that would that would have been good.
1: I think that would be good. That's how I would definitely go about re- remaking this movie. But we'll get into that in a second because we've got some cast members to add to the remake. But first, I think um, now that yeah, this movie, this this fucking movie, <laughs> fuck. It's brutal. And the action as well, it's believable because the sound design is really good and the sound effects are great. And then also, like, just him firing into the crowd. It's some of the best action that that we've seen this year. Granted, a lot of the action that we've seen this year is um, hand-to-hand combat. But even that, like, Joe versus Muncie, you compare that to fucking Flash Gordon or any of the action stuff that we've done this year where it's just men who don't know how to fight kind of, like, wailing about. You compare it to that, this looks like an action scene that you'd have now. This looks like Henry Cavill versus Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 6. Like, every punch carries weight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ahead
1: of its time in that. I was amazed.
2: Yeah, it's 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 definitely ahead of its time. I liked the flame effects that they had when when they're having their uh, Darth Vader uh, Luke Skywalker slash Palpatine battle up the top there. Like, there's some molotov cocktails that have been thrown, so it's all on fire, mm-hmm. and the fire effects were pretty good, even for nowadays standards. I was like, oh, that's some good, good fiery effects. It's really good.
1: It's, yeah, I, I recommend this movie. I, that's why I'm giving it a goodie, uh, cause, um, fuck, it's brutal and, uh, it's good stuff. Check it out.
2: I, I'd love, I probably wouldn't like give this to someone to watch on their own. I'd love to watch this with someone, like spring this on someone <laughs> yeah. and not tell them anything and then watch it just go all the shit and be like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, yeah, it's fucked up.
1: I mean, I feel like they would have some idea that something's going to happen if, like, the start of the movie is kind of, not boring, but dull. Mm, mm, they'll mm. probably be like, hmm, some twist is about to happen. Something's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. Or they'll just be like, why the fuck are you recommending this to me? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's it. That's, that's, that's going to happen. They're going to be suspicious, but they don't know why. Oh, it's a
1: plan. Just like a sneaky, sneaky prison escape plan. That's what the plan is that you've got sneaky plan I'm trying to think of a punchline before
2: the ad break that's what i'm trying to mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of what to do with all this bread for your prison break that we're gonna have to do at the end of the episode
1: yeah you're right um i don't know like orphan maybe is there enough bread on your side to stack the bread up to that grate up there and then come through to our thing and then we can like use the orphan to to
2: jimmy open a window it's a mystery. It's a mystery. That doesn't help, Orphan. We, we know it's very hard to, to, to figure it out. We're, we're, that's what we're trying to do. We're try, you need to tell us something. What it, uh.
1: that's, fine, that's fine. Oh, dear. Uh, well, I can hear some stuff happening behind that wall. So I, I reckon the Orphan has got something figured out that will help us.
0: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The American West, a place where our character as a nation took shape, where dreams came true, where ambitions were shattered, and where legends were born. But above all, a place where ordinary people came looking for a new life and ended up doing extraordinary things. No one tells the story of the Old West better than author Rick Steber, and now there's a podcast dedicated to his stories and poems. It's called Writing the West, and in every 15-minute episode, you'll hear the stuff most history books left out, but that we can't afford to forget. If you want to hear the real stories of real people in the Old West brought to life, this is the podcast for you. Check it out on Spotify. That's writing, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, the West, the stories and poetry of Rick Steber. All right,
2: well, let's get into remaking this movie, shall we? We're remaking the movie
1: recasting and re-jigging. That's what I call
2: a dance. Um The rejigging? Hell the yeah. The
1: rejigging.
2: We gotta we gotta bring it back. Bring jigs back. The re In terms of a director,
1: I feel like yes, he's done a lot of heist movies, but Steven Soderbergh, who, you know, he did Ocean's Eleven um, I think he did some of the sequels. He did a great movie called Logan Lucky, which was, was kind of a heist film as well. He's done a lot of heist stuff, but I think one, doing Prison Break would kind of switch things up, but also having the ending, I think, would catch a lot of people being like, oh my God, he's doing another He's doing another heist movie. Let's go watch this. And then it's like, oh, everyone dies and everything goes wrong, I think could also yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the main person who came to mind is Steven Soderbergh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Now this is my idea. And this is this is pulling it back to our um DCCU. <laughs> not the cat people Dr. Caligari universe. Doc not the Dr. Caligari cinematic universe. I uh
1: won't lie, I
2: also thought of a tie-in yes. between that universe and this movie while watching it, so It's quite simple because In that other movie, we have a prison run by Dr. Caligari, a psychic ward, and I think this is the perfect prequel where you have the villain, who is a oddly short person, in this, taking over... The prison as the villain, I thought, boom, Danny DeVito. This is the prequel to how Dr. Caligari came into power, how he gets his secret organization. Boom, this movie.
1: Wait, so that would mean that are we renaming Captain Muncie as Dr. Caligari, or is it a reveal that Danny DeVito in this movie, because it's got to be Danny DeVito. We, we, we got to yeah, have yeah, him yeah, in yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. right? Obviously, obviously. Um, is Is. He, like, I'm changing my name to Dr. Caligari. Or is his name always Caligari?
2: Here's the thing. We can have the character refer to themselves as this and other people. This could be his real name. It could be a name he came up with mm. to infiltrate the prison. Oh, Cap- well, Captain Muncie does sound like a fake name. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So it could be a fake name. It could be his real name. Dr. Caligari could be the name he, he like goes by after he could (laughs) we could have an ending where it's like it's all over and then like someone picks it up and it's like what's gonna happen now and he's like well now you could call me dr (laughs) kelly well then maybe it's like
1: yes he takes control of the prison but all the prisoners die they all die he kills all of them so then it's like well what are we gonna do now and then he's like, well. I've heard that there has been an uptick in people with mental illnesses. Why don't we open a
2: mental hospital? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, there's a board meeting where he's sitting in. He's got like a bandage around his head and like a black eye, but he's there.
1: And they're all like, well, Dr. Kanagari, you are a great leader, but you did get all your prisoners killed. So instead we're moving you to be the lead at a new asylum.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um I think they'll do what they did in the third not the third but the third canonical Star Wars film where Count Dooku like pulls out plans for the Death Star. Oh yeah. We have you you have a lack of prisoners, but do not worry, Mr. Caligari. We have plans for this establishment. And then they roll out a thing and it's and it says, like, Asylum in big bold letters at the top. All right.
1: Excellent. So we've got Dr. Caligari as Captain Muncie, played by Danny DeVito. We need to come up with the rest of the cast who all die. They all die. Yes, every single one of these. For the role of Joe, the only person who comes to mind is Adam Driver. You mentioned Star Wars Kylo Ren, I think would be a pretty cool kind of stoic bad guy ish who's locked away in prison uh you know he's caring for his wife who is in a wheelchair and has cancer so you know he's like redeemably okay but he's a you know he's a pretty mean gruff guy of few words
2: yeah he 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 used to be a gangster he he's the guy you know who who's who does things yeah 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 I could see this absolutely. I'm down. I'm down for Adam Driver, of course.
1: Better Adam Driver. But Gallagher, the older guy, who they've got to convince a bit more. Is there anyone who you think could, could fit that role? Uh, we could have Morgan Freeman.
2: No, he's too old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's got to be somewhat of an older guy. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Now we're talking- I mean, I, I kind of want him in this. We-, we could have him in this. I was going to go to the extreme for old to have like president snow from hunger games Donald Sutherland Yeah Donald Sutherland like that's like going for that like I'm too old for this shit sort of like Well we could have him we could have him as the warden Ooh yeah I like that uh, absolutely the uh, the old warden who just kind of wants to like he's run this prison he knows how people work but he also wants to make a difference he wants to make it a better place like he's not a bad person he just runs the prison Whereas Dr. Caligari is part of the new people who are like more business focused. Yeah. that That's like the overarching thing is like Dr. Caligari is just a business focused warden, but actually he's got his own plans. Yeah.
1: He's an evil mastermind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's like more of a mastermind. He's going to catch a cat people and lock them up in yeah. his
1: asylum. That's what he's going to do. Um, so for
2: Gallagher though, do you think Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know. Maybe he is too old. Samuel L. Jackson would be really funny. I, I'll, I'll put, a, put him in there. Why not? Just chuck him in there. And then I think the Doctor
1: is the other role that we should cast. I do kind of want to gender spot one of these characters, but when I was watching the movie, the first actor I thought of when I looked at the Doctor was, do you remember a movie from our second year oh. from the 80s, Comfort and Joy? Do you remember Comfort and Joy, which was about a guy with an ice cream truck and he gets into some... Ice cream truck shenanigans.
2: Oh my god, yeah, I remember this fucking movie. Why the fuck are we talking about this fucking movie? I
1: mean, that movie was great. First of all, it was a great movie. Oh,
2: it was fantastic. It was awesome.
1: But the main actor in that, his name is Bill Patterson. He was also in The Sandman recently. He just, he looks like the guy who plays the Doctor. He looks like him.
2: Oh, yeah. He looks like the guy. Yeah. he Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think he could be a great doctor, and he's like he's trying to warn them. Like this Dr. Caligari guy, he seems like just a regular old business guy, but he's he's up to something. Yeah, something's wrong. I feel it. You got to you got to not go through with this. You got to wait. You got to do a different time, you know?
1: And that doesn't mean that our remake is all boys all the time. But uh also it's about a male present, so I guess we can get away with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we could change. Well, here's the thing. We could change the warden, the the old warden. Mm. We could have that as a female lead if we want. We could. I think we could. that would be a good idea. Let's do that.
1: Maybe have like a, ooh, who'd be, who'd be good? Who'd be good in that role?
2: My, my go-to for like an older actress is Professor McGonagall.
1: I mean, yeah, Maggie Smith is good. Maggie Smith is good. But we could do something else. Um, we could go for like a- Because if we got Samuel L. Jackson kind of running a lot of the prisoner gangs, we could go for someone who could match him in terms of energy and also humour. We could go for Julia Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld.
2: I was actually thinking Judy Dench first came to mind. She's obviously more of a comedic character, but also she she probably gets like betrayed here and dies. Yeah, but she could have her whole like "you're gonna fucking lose" sort of thing.
1: I like that. I like that as well. Um, also have Emma Thompson is a great
2: actor. She could do a pretty good job. Oh yeah, Emma Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fun. She's good. She's good. She she's good. I like her. She doesn't have as much of a, a warden vibe to me though.
1: Who who is the warden in Orange is the New Black? There was a season of Orange is the New Black. Alyssa Rayner. Alyssa Rayner from Orange is the New Black. That's her. That is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she became a, a likable character in *Orange Is the New Black* like later on, so she can play a nice person as well. Yeah, and I think she could go toe to toe with Samuel L. Jackson. She could go toe to toe with Danny DeVito.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, she's only—I don't—I don't, I don't know—is she like? I think she's only half in this. Like at the first half of this film, yeah, as the warden that goes around, and then she gets like betrayed and maybe murdered. Who mm-hmm, knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, by prisoners
2: yeah yeah she gets set up but specifically it's not l jackson because of course he works with her yeah to keep the prison in thing and there's like this like gang that betrays p everyone in the prison and stuff because dr caligari incites them and we only learn this sort of thing at the very end when everything hits the fan and it's like oh my god it's that guy the new warden he paid me to do it and then that guy dies and it's like oh shit well, there we go.
1: Yet another chapter in our ever ongoing Doctor Caligari cat people cinematic universe.
2: <laughs> we gotta we gotta bring those cat people back for the, yeah. the finale of our cinematic universe, our uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Oh,
1: it ends. There's a like post credits where we see Adam Driver's body, and then a cat walks past it and bites him, and then he comes back to life. <laughs> oh, Adam Driver's back to Catman.
2: Yeah, he's like, he's super dead, but yeah. The cat bites him, and then we we just see his eyes open after the cat bites him, and he's got cat eyes. He's got cat eyes now. Oh no! It does the cat pupil thing. No, I hate it so much. (laughs) Ah! But it has to go in now. It has to go in.
1: That is that dumb remake. I loved it. That's a lot of fun. I like how I like during the movie. I thought of that. I was like, what if this was escaping Doctor Caligari's prison? But then I was like, no, that's silly. And then you brought it up, and I was like, oh, we both thought this same thing i was like fuck yeah this works perfectly in our cinematic
2: universe perfect
1: well that is the episode right there thank you so much for listening uh, on all the goody thank you so much uh my voice went really high right there and that's because i am high with appreciation to you <laughs> bloody listeners
2: uh absolutely i'm always high thinking about the viewers and how they're here listening to us uh, good on you thank you for listening i'm also just high in general
1: that's right um it is the show, and this is the show. So that's, that's what I always say. That's what I always say.
2: Yeah, you always say that. And I'm like, that's a dumb catchphrase. You need to come up with something else.
1: Well, that's why I cut it out out of every other episode. But yeah, I left yeah, it yeah, in yeah. for this one, because it makes sense. It makes sense.
2: Oh, I guess we did kind of point it out there. Um, if you like the show, we
1: are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, some other stuff. What's the other thing? I don't know.
2: But it's always Only But A Goodie Pod. YouTube sometimes. Yeah, YouTube. That's the one. And uh, like Patreon, we're on Patreon at OldieButterGoodie. We're doing the cage rama
1: Patreon.com forward slash Pod. We are halfway through at the moment. Uh, three Cage episodes are up right now. Three more to go, which is going to be very fun. Um, out on Wednesday is the fourth episode in the cage Volume 2, which is a review of Mum and Dad. Zach, what is Mum and Dad?
2: Uh, Mum and Dad is a movie. I know, this may shock you. Oh it's God. a movie, but. Uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, his missus—that they, they have a bunch of kids, living their best lives, so that they're going through a bit of a midlife crisis. Oh, what you gonna do? What? Do you, what would you do if you were in a midlife crisis, Sandro? If I had a midlife crisis, I'd probably buy a Honda. That's dumb, and you're wrong. What's actually you should do is murder your kids. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, let's murder your kids. You know what they say, rule of threes, and also say, always say no, you're wrong.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, and if you like kid murder, then check out the episodes on Patreon on Wednesday. Check it out.
2: And, and uh, Children of the Corn, that episode. <laughs>
1: That's a that's another good child murder one. <laughs> Man, that was also from like the fucking like mid eighties. That was a fun time. Yeah. That was a fun time. I did enjoy our time in the eighties. Alright, uh Zach, you gotta pick next week's movie from the year nineteen forty-eight.
2: What have we got here? We have uh Red River, which looks like an old Western cowboy movie. Well, oh, it does look like a cowboy movie right there. Yeah, Tom Dudson builds a cattle empire with his adopted son Matthew. But his tyrannical ways cause Matthew to take the herd away from him. Oh, my God. And he heads to a new railhead in Kansas.
1: Oh, my God. That's not just a classic cowboy movie. It's a John Wayne movie. Now, he's what? racist, but he's also the, the most popular cowboy. He's the popular one. Oh, that's the good one. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, but there's also The Pirate. Oh, yes. Ooh, which is Gene Kelly and Judy Garland. It's a musical, but it's also about being a pirate. It's a pirate
2: musical. Oh, okay. You lost me at musical, but you had me at pirate musical.
1: Yes. It's a pirate musical, romantic drummer with songs and action and fighting.
2: Ah, uh, we've got On an Island with You, which has the smallest description for a movie I've ever seen. Yeah, Which is... A movie star falls for a handsome naval officer during a location shooting in Hawaii.
1: Cool. So it's an Adam Sandler, we're on vacation movie. That's what that is. Yeah,
2: that's what it gives me. It's like old fashioned Adam Sandler, essentially.
1: Uh, well, we haven't done a Hitchcock film yet, but we do have one of his most popular movies, which is Rope, which is two guys at a dinner party murder someone and then they've got to try and hide it.
2: Mm. Oh, Sandra, Sandra, Sandro, Sandra. Yeah. You know what we have to do? we got to do Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein.
1: Uh, we've, already, we've already done it. I don't want to do another Abbott Costello. It was fine. It was a fine movie. I don't want to do another one, though.
2: But they meet Frankenstein, Sandra.
1: Ah, uh, bloody frankenstein what's he gonna do he's gonna scare them and they're gonna go <laughs> what about what about what about what about fucking he walked by night or tap roots they're tapping are they tapping on roots i don't oh no it's about a plantation don't pick that one
2: yeah <laughs> well sandro if you won't do Avid and costello meets frankenstein I have another proposition for you.
1: Another proposition? What's this proposition? Are you propositioning me live on the podcast? Is that what you're doing? Absolutely.
2: Always. (laughs) But besides that, moving on from that, I also have an idea for a movie. This whole time, we've been skirting around a certain movie series. Oh, a movie series. That has been prevalent throughout the years. Right. Almost every year, twice a year, sometimes three times a year, a movie has come out and we've ignored them. But I think it's finally time. But we've already done the Sherlock movie. Oh, no, it's not Sherlock. It's another one that's been oddly similar but even more prevalent. What is
1: a what's a what's a, a recurring series that we've seen every single week? I'm trying to remember what it
2: is. I want to do A Tarzan movie. Oh, there has been a ridiculous amount of Tarzan movies this year. Yeah, there's been a lot of Tarzan movies. And this one really, really caught my eye, really... Tickled the Ivories? That's not That's not anything to do with this. <laughs> not really. Um, no, no, but this one really took my fancy. I'm like, yeah, this is the perfect drop-in point. Right. With no previous knowledge of the rest of the other films. I think this is the perfect drop-in point for
1: it. I'm scared. What is this? It's
2: called Tarzan and the Mermaids. <laughs> and, yes. The the least likely thing that he would be dealing with. And uh, it, it looks... It looks dumb. It looks really stupid. The fuck is this poster?
1: (laughs) It's a Tarzan leaping into water. There's a woman with, I assume that's, is that Jane with like a monkey next to her?
2: Yeah, I have no idea why mermaids exist in the Tarzan world because the Tarzan world kind of like works in real life. Mermaids don't, though. No, they don't. So I have no idea what is happening here. So I want to know. I really want to know, Sandra. So this is the movie that I am picking this week. And you don't really get a say in this. This is what we're doing. No, what the fuck is this movie? I don't know, but I feel like we're going to find out.
1: Tarzan foils Pearl Thieves and tells Jane he caught a mermaid. That's <laughs> the, the, that's what the description is on, Incredible. on Google. Are you going to watch
2: the first Tarzan movie to prepare for this one? I mean, I could. I probably won't. That's fair enough. <laughs> I feel like... Because... The problem is, I also want to get this feeling of dropping into the series with zero context.
1: That is what we did with Sherlock, and it was very funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like... I, I just want to enjoy the feeling of complete bewilderment as we go into this one, being like, what the fuck is going on? All
1: right, well, next week we'll do Tarzan and the Mermaids.
2: Yeah, well, before I go, I've gotten, I've gotten pretty hungry from doing this episode, so I'm going to eat some of this bread. Oh. so much of this bread around. Ha-ah! Oh, oh my god! Oh! bread has something hard! Oh, what the fuck if There's something is
1: hard in it. Let me take this bread loaf off you and start crumbling it up. Oh my god, it's a key inside the bread! Ow!
2: that is the worst bread I have ever eaten! Oi, who puts keys in bread? Orphan, who the fuck put a key in this bread? <laughs> Oh my god, the orphan, he fell out of that grate up there in the roof! Oh my god! Hey, the the grate's open in there! Well, that's convenient. That's pretty good. Well, I'm gonna put this key in the lock. Cha ching. Was was that key for the cash register or the um, for the door?
1: They made keys differently in the forties. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, I I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I forgot. Right. All 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 doors went cha ching when you put a. They do all in go cha ching,
1: uh, but sometimes if you're too fast, they'll sound like a plate smashing, which I'm not gonna do right now. But uh, sometimes that does well, happen.
2: Uh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! How does that work? Le- okay, let me try one second. Okay. Ah, there we go, there we go. Alright, alright, there we go. Well, uh, I'm gonna leave this guy. <laughs> well, hey there, France. How's it going?
1: I don't care about you, Mr. Microwave Man.
2: Let's grab my stuff. But I invented the microwave. It, it, it modernizes society. Wait, have I met you before? There's a portal. Quickly, before the guards come, we better jump in the portal. Well, I'm Percy Spencer. I guess I'm following you. Why not? This is my one escape out of here.
1: Oh no, the microwave man's jumped into the portal as well. Orphan, what are we gonna do? It's a cliffhanger. Oh no!
2: Wow! <laughs> Paul Ludwig Hans Anton von Beckendorf von Hindenburg, my plan is finally going to fruition. I've escaped this box, well, at least half of me has. Did you perhaps plant that tracking device on Percy Spencer?